Welcome back to another episode with Wellness with Mo. Hi, my name is Mo, and this week's episode we have uh, uh, an amazing entrepreneur, uh, someone who I, I, I recently got introduced to. He, he's done something amazing in Egypt, uh, and uh, of course, I, I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Um, uh, he, he's a, a sports uh, enthusiastic, uh, an advocate, and I think. Um, it's much better for him to introduce himself. Uh, with us, Saif uh, Fauzi. Hi, Saif. How are you? Hi, Mohamed. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Tell us, uh, share with us and uh, the listeners um, who you are and your journey. Uh, basically, how, how do you, uh, did you become uh, one of the uh, greatest entrepreneurs in Egypt or the youngest entrepreneurs in Egypt? Uh, so what was your journey like? Uh, well, uh, thank you for the, the kind uh, introduction. Um, uh, we, uh, I mean, the Chai Factory was founded in 2015. Uh, my name is Sip Fauzi. I am one of the co-founders. Uh, I'm the chief operating officer. Uh, and the Chai Factory is Egypt's leading uh organizer of mass participation sports events and mass participation sports events for those who don't know are events uh, that are um, organized for athletes to take part in who are typically uh, not pros um, our clients are our athletes our clients are the people who actually take part in the event and that's why it's called mass participation because it um they are events that are organized for the participation of the masses. So these types of events are typically running races, uh, triathlons, and that's where the name of our company comes from. The Tri Factory comes from triathlon. Um, okay. And we organize a bunch of other races as well, obstacle course races uh, like Tough Mother, which you may have heard of. We organize yoga and wellness uh, retreats and events. Uh, we organize a major yoga and wellness festival with our partners, Osana, called Sulesi. Um, and in general, we uh, organize events all year long for a very dedicated follower base. Uh, and we're slowly expanding that follower base across the country, across the region and across the world. So that's a very quick introduction. Um, it's, uh, it's a very exciting company and we organize some very interesting events. And I'm looking forward so to me, telling you let, about it today. Let me ask you. I mean, you, you uh, graduated from uh, university, what, which year? Uh, 2000 and what? UCL, University College London in 2012. Right. And uh, you definitely had that idea of doing something different, something unique, something that has never been done in Egypt when you were in university. Or when, when did, uh, what triggered you to, to just uh, say, uh, one day I'm going to do a, well, a sports event uh, for mass participation. Uh, it's something. I mean, I I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I it wouldn't wouldn't come to my my mind. Maybe I'm not the, an athlete uh, person. I like sports in general, like watching sports, uh, and especially um, uh, you know uh, adventurous and uh, high octane sports. Uh, I used to rock climb, so 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 these 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 kind of sports uh, really. Uh, give, gives me a lot of excitement to watch yeah. but what what made you think of doing some like a company like try a try factory 
Okay, so let me uh, give you a little bit of the the story of the the genesis of of our company and, and my uh, part in it. So I graduated from university in 2012 and ended up coming back to Cairo to work as a lawyer. I was a commercial lawyer, corporate lawyer for two and a half years. Uh, I mean, I was I was happy, but I wasn't super looking forward to continuing my career down that path. Um, I always played a lot of sports. I'd run track in high school and at university. I had uh, been on the football team. I had played basketball. I had not been a uh, professional or semi-professional or, you know, a, a, a world-class athlete by any means. But I had always taken part in many, many, many different sports. My parents had always been very focused on uh, sports and being outdoors as a as a kid, and when I came back to Cairo and I was uh, just stuck in the office all day as a lawyer, uh, something was definitely missing from my life. At this point, it's important to mention uh, my partners because that's when I met them in the years between 2012 and 2015. I got to meet an amazing group of people: uh, Ayman Mahmoud and Mohammed Al Biltegi. And Ayman Ha'i had faced kind of a similar journey. He had um, played tennis and played water polo. And he had suffered an injury to his knee. And when he had suffered that injury to his knee, his doctor told him, you can't play any sports laterally anymore. You have to move in a straight line. You have to swim, cycle, or run, because all of those sports move in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. And if you do a quick Google search of swim, bike, and run, you're going to land on triathlon because that's what a triathlon is. It's a swim, bike, run race. Yeah. And there wasn't really any triathlon community in Egypt. No one was doing triathlons. There were no privately organized triathlon races. There just wasn't really awareness of that sport. Maybe because... Um, and also... Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I think basically because uh, we are we're not you know it's not in our culture or DNA uh, to find uh, Egyptians of doing tri triathlon uh, events or triathlon uh, uh, yeah, tri uh, triathletes. I I don't I don't think so. I mean, it, I think it's still uh, it's become a new idea even. Uh, in the Iron Man now, it's uh, I mean, it's uh, it's now known in Egypt, and people go and uh, apply to participate in Iron Man. Uh, and for those who don't know what's an Iron Man is, I I think you you best know how to explain it. But it's basically the the triathlon event of of the world. It's the World Cup of triathlons. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm a football fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> These things. Come uh, I mean, that's a good way to 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 describe it, kind of. Um, I mean, Ironman in general is the most famous brand when it comes to long distance triathlons. So triathlons are, at the end of the day, sports that combine swim. It's our events that combine swimming, cycling, and running. And the the longer they get, the more they become endurance type events. Okay, so you can do a triathlon in. 30, 40 minutes. That's called a super sprint distance. 
and you can do a triathlon in 12 or 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours. And that's probably closer to your full Ironman distance. So Ironman is a global brand, of course. And um, we, I mean, part of the genesis of the Tri-Factory in 2015 um, was that, yeah, okay, Ironman had introduced the sport to Egypt. We came on board as co-founders and us four are, you know, the the partners who, who kind of built the Tri-Factory starting in 2015. But the, the, the mission was to create or to organize sports events at the most professionally uh, organized level that we could, international caliber, right here in Egypt. Because all of us had taken part in races abroad. And that's really the, the genesis of the company. Why is it that we go abroad? We can go to London, we can go to Lisbon, we can go to you know, Paris. We had raced in all these races across the world. And we see these wonderfully organized races, amazing experiences, but we don't have that in Egypt. And all four of us are Egyptian. And Ayman and I have both had the opportunity to study abroad and to live abroad for, for certain periods of our lives. And it only made sense to for us to to come back to Egypt because we love our country and to do something at that level right here at home. And okay. Ironman was definitely a major inspiration because they are a global brand, uh, a global brand that was, you know, famous for how well organized those races were. And we ended up going to race uh, Ironman Barcelona, which is the largest Ironman event in Europe in 2016. So all four of us are Ironman. And, uh, and then we just really focused full time on, uh, on organizing events here in Egypt. Okay. So tell me, um, you know, you know, uh, I'm a, you know, mindfulness and resilience coach and, and, and you know, part, part of my mission usually is, uh, when I talk to people like yourself or, or athletes or even fashion models, uh, there's always, um, people always look at you from the outside and they judge you. Uh, like we say, you know, don't judge the, the book by its cover. But, so they judge you by your cover, by how you look. How you, you look really like an athlete and you must have, uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of money and must have it, had it easy to do what you wanted to do. But uh, definitely resilience played uh, a, a big role in in in, in trying to uh, formulate such a company. I mean, it's uh, it's not something easy to do. I mean, I, I, as an idea, I like it, but to sell it to the ministry here, sell it to people here, took uh, took a lot of uh, effort. So, how how did you go about it? Did the people laugh at you when when you told told them about this kind of idea? Uh, I'm not sure people laughed. Uh, I think people were skeptical. I mean, skeptical is a good word, skepticism, because uh, a lot of people didn't think this would be a career. Uh, you know, it's it's a nice hobby. It's fun. You you take part in these events, and now you want to organize them yourself. And there was definitely a bit of skepticism, like, really, you're going to let go of, of law school and being a lawyer to, to do this thing? Um, so there was definitely that, but once you believe in a kind of a bigger vision, a bigger mission, once you 
know exactly what the end result looks like in your head, then you can be confident that that's what you're going to go ahead and try to achieve. And I think, I mean, I'm not sure if that counts as resilience or not. I think resilience is just staying the course and, and you know, rolling with the punches and you keep on moving forward. Yeah, yeah well, part, of, part of it. Um, uh, you know, when I, when I, when I try and, when I coach people, uh, you know, there's this, uh, this is, there's something called visualization uh, techniques or uh, yeah. I, I guess you know, you heard about it. And um, I, I use it a, a lot. In, in, on an everyday uh, basis because my my mission or my vision is to be a global speaker and coach from Egypt local Egyptian but global there's no uh, there's no global coaches I've heard of from Egypt I mean we all work on a local and uh, on a very low level I also traveled abroad a lot so so my uh, my uh, Expansion and network and culture and and how I, I was brought up I'm I'm brought up totally different from any any person next to me. So visualization is not that you visualize you want you're you're standing in in the office of trifractor and and the signs above you. The visualization is what are the steps you're you're taking today tomorrow after tomorrow to get there, and that's how you get get to the to your company. You have it uh, built into your brain and your subconscious. So in actual fact, you know what steps you're going to take. You might not do it in, in a straight line, but you know where to go. Uh, and part of your journey, of course, uh, and part of any of us, our journeys is well, we're always getting hit by, uh, by punches from everyone. Life, people who, who, who are negative and don't really understand where you want to go so they always keep on punching you but the, uh, the res uh, a resilient person like yourself or like myself just stands up and says okay let's go again you know next round and let's let's go for another round so and i always uh, you know i always i'm a big rocky fan i don't know you watched the uh, the rocky uh, uh, so oh yeah i mean the, his his uh his quotes in, in Rocky, which is about life, will not, will hit you uh, harder, and and this way you get up, always you know always resonates me uh, resonates with me because that's exactly how I feel. You know, someone punching you, you're falling, but if you keep on falling, you'll never get up. You will always uh, uh, you know surrender. But the whole idea is to get up and punch back and hit. So I I mean. I, sal I salute you that you you had the bra bravery to keep keep going and uh, not listening to the to those who you know uh, stopped you in your way. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's easier when you have partners who believe in the same thing. You know, I think one of the one of the really uh, big cliches of of entrepreneurship is that you should always have partners, and I'm I'm really. Uh, glad that I mean obviously Ayman founded the company and us three we came on board as, as co-founders but I think that that kind of um, recipe of of us four the, the combination of us four I, I don't think the company would be where it is today without that combination because we each bring something very different to the table and 
I'm really happy to play, you know, uh, a really important part of that alongside three other equally important parts. So it's, um, you know, I think resilience is a very important, but I think having the right framework, having the right structure that allows you to be resilient, you know, where, where, where if someone's feeling down, someone else lifts them up. If someone is having doubts, someone else is reassuring. If someone is, um, you know, worried about the future, someone else can uh, inject a, a bit of optimism. I think that's really key. I think if you're completely on your own, no matter how resilient you are, you can um, you can be demotivated. You can lose a little bit of 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 kind of the drive that pushes you. So um, partnership is really lucky, and finding the right partnerships is is a really uh, rare thing. And I think that's that's a major part of the success of the Tri Factory. I mean, we we all love sports. We organize sports events, so we really understand the meaning of teamwork, uh, the meaning of of sportsmanship, the meaning of like you said, positive visualization, understanding that it's not simply, um, you know, it, it's it's not a corporate job. It's not a job where you're super secure and at the end of the month you get your paycheck and you go home and, you know, you come back at the beginning of the next month and it's, you know, same thing. And if the company goes up or down or if there's a crisis, you know, you yeah. still get your paycheck at the end of the month and, you know, you're you're detached from the consumer to an extent so you know if the consumer buys another bottle of coke or doesn't i mean that's not really <laughs> going to affect your life for of us course. you know uh, you come to a race or you don't come to a race or one race succeeds or doesn't succeed or stuff like that is is huge i mean every single participant is a major part of our journey a participant who has a great time or a participant who has a, a not great time at our events that's a personal testament to what we did right or wrong. So um, it's it's very different. Um, and I think uh, it would be hard to imagine a corporate job that offers the same level of engagement. Um, and I think that's one of the main things that I love about it. It's because it allows me to, to really connect with what I'm doing. And of course, it's sports, it's positive, it's outdoors, it's... You know, it's it's not nine to five in a in a gray suit um, in the air conditioning and in an yeah, office somewhere. I I uh, I can relate with you, safe uh, in every word because uh, I'm I mean I've been all my life I've worked in corporate uh, I, I worked like for fifteen years for in a telecom company here in Egypt and then I traveled to, to Saudi Arabia and then I came back and I continued working and then you know. The pandemic, many people say that the pandemic was the worst uh, year of their life, but I, I think the pandemic for me was like a God's gift to me to to tell me, you know, start looking for your passion, forget about your corporate life. It's not an easy thing. I agree with you. Uh, we, Any person who, who has a certain passion of something, no one understands what, what drives that person do something like that. I, I'm. I know that definitely people around you did not understand why you want to do this. Uh, and and when you were telling me a, a story about leaving your uh, lawyer uh, practice, I'm guessing that is your family talking and friends because that's that's exactly what 
what I have, family and friends. Yeah, to... I will say, I will say to be, to give them credit that I'm not going to say that they weren't supportive. I'm just going to say that they were skeptical. You know, there was there wasn't like this is the worst idea ever, and you shouldn't do it, and you know, just stick to your job and stuff like that. It wasn't like that at all. But it was very much like, are you sure that this is it? Are you sure, you know, this is what you want to leave law for? Okay, I mean, there was there was skepticism, but also, you know, what what was kind of comforting is that I was very young. I, I'm the youngest of all four partners, um, so I was around 23, 24 when I took that decision. When you're 20, 23, 24, and you leave, and then something doesn't work out, you can still come back at 25, 26, 27, and kind yeah. of restart and and get back into it and that was kind of a, a lifeline that was there that I was able to, to, to tell people who were skeptical, Hey, I mean, just give it a try. You've nothing to lose. Exactly. And I exactly. think that that's really, uh, so tell me, uh, I, 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 no point that I feel like I wanted to go back, but you know, it's an easy way to convince people like, Oh, just try something. What, what are you going to lose if you try something? And you know, often answer is you've got nothing to lose. I mean, try yeah. it and hopefully it works out. Exactly. So today, today, in 2023, what would they say to you? I mean, are they still 2023, uh, skeptical I about uh, the idea, or uh, or are, are they seeing the the, the fruits of of your uh, of your uh, idea and your partner's idea and and how you changed landscape in Egypt? I think, I think, um, well, I mean, well, I hope after eight years that we've, we've kind of proven our concept, <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah, I think I, I, I have, um, kind of made them proud my my family and friends, um, and all, all, um, all four of us have, have kind of, uh, shown that the vision that we had eight years ago can be a reality and, and has become a reality and. We are, you know, I'm very grateful that year after year, our company continues to grow and, and interest in, in these types of sports events continues to grow. And that, in turn, it's kind of like a, a self or a, a reinforcing mechanism, because when you see the fruits of your labor and come to life and something works out, then you, you kind of have more motivation, more confidence to keep on going with the next one and a bigger project and a bigger event and a and another international franchise and keep on, you know, bringing bigger and bigger things to the, to the table. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, eight years later, we're, we're working hard and we have rolled with so many punches, so many, um, you know, I mean, so many event organizers around the world shut down during COVID. We yeah. managed to, to stay on our feet. Uh, so many event organizers around the world, um, haven't come back we we've you know after obviously a, like a, a more of a virtual period during covid we've come back with major live events even bigger than before so i think uh yeah i think we have proven that resilience a little bit and i hope you know despite the fact that we are going through an economic uh, downturn yeah, yeah. <laughs> economic uh, period of economic difficulty I hope that we can continue to to you know roll with the punches and hopefully uh, come out yeah. on top on the other side. Of course, of course. And you know, you know, before before we had this interview, 
uh, I, I wrote like an article on LinkedIn. Um, uh, just, it's called Just Do It because I, I just watched, you know, uh, the movie Air uh, uh, about Air Jordan and Nike and, and all that. And the and, uh, story is nice, but what, what really moves me from the, the company itself, it's tagline. I mean, it's, uh, I wrote it's so simple yet so effective, you know, when you just think of it. So simple. You wouldn't think of it as a, you know, a shoe company. You would just think of it as, yeah, just do it. So if you have a dream, don't keep on saying, yeah, I have a dream and I have the ideas and I want to do this and that and, and, you know, stay on the couch and complain and whine all night. I mean, just go up and, 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 and take, take the first step. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it, you know, everything's difficult, but, uh, you know, there's no no road, no easy road to success. So uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted you uh, uh, talk, you know, to explain to me. Definitely on that road, you had a lot. You didn't have a lot of success. You had a lot of failure because I think failure is the key to learning how to be successful. So uh, I want I want you to explain to me, like well, what happens in journey. What what are the fa uh, failures and lessons learned? Because definitely, there are a lot of young youngsters, and you can relate more than I am. I mean, uh, uh, who think that going, uh, you know, uh, alone and doing a startup is a, you know, piece of cake and and, and everything, and, and we have the idea and so on. But they, they don't know that there is there's always you know, uh, pit stops and uh, and 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 and, and uh, pitfalls that you have to go through. And if you don't go through it, then you'll not succeed. So what, what's your opinion? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, firstly, I'll, I'll quickly go back to what you said about Nike and just do it. I mean, that way you've described is, is the brand. And the brand um, that we've built is something that, you know, I'm very proud of because, you know, it's it's our brand that creates so much credibility. People understand what the Tri-Factory offers. People know what to expect when they come to our events. And I think, um, you know, to, to to pretend that, you know, everything has been, you know, uh, very smooth from day one, you know, as if it's been an upward trajectory, you know, for, for eight years is uh, it's just untrue and it's, uh, it's unrealistic and no company works that way. Uh, obviously, you have kind of like hills and plateaus and valleys and you keep on going up and down. And, you know, some events are, you know, some events, despite us thinking that they would be super successful, yeah. uh, turned out to be, you know, not that successful. And some events that we thought were, you know, just kind of like smaller ideas that wouldn't be that exciting have, you know, exploded in, in popularity. So it's it's constant uh, trial and error. Uh, it's constant to trying to understand um you know what your consumers and what your clients want and listening to the to their opinions and it's constantly about kind of innovating but also staying true to your brand we you know offer mass participation sports events that are organized at international standards in egypt that's what we offer we say that very clearly we communicate that very well our events look a certain way they feel a certain way and I think that's one of the things that's really helped us navigate the ups and downs. Yeah. yeah. Um, to say that, um, you know, because you, you mentioned the word failure. And I, I mean, 
the word failure, I think, is is often uh, misused, right? So you you a, a failure if it's a lesson learned, then it's not a failure. You know, if if you if you fail at something on the surface, but at the end of the day, you've learned something that you're going to take and use to innovate in the future. Then all of a sudden, you've you've flipped that on its head, and it becomes something useful to you. And I think that's always how we look at mistakes made. That's always how we look at errors uh, in judgment at times. That we say, okay, so we tried this. It didn't work out perfectly. It didn't work out at all. But it's perfect because now we know what not to do, and now we know what to do next time. And all of a sudden, that failure becomes a positive. You know, um, and 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 that's what we try to do constantly with you know with our work and i think that i mean that's a lesson that can be applied to almost every single company and every single you know even if it's not a even if it's not business you know it's it's a life uh lesson in general you fail at something or you make a mistake at something now you know what not to do so it's actually a good thing rather than a bad thing yeah what what's amazing is that you know um what you're saying is is really resonates with me because a lot of people I meet uh, and people who have dreams, they don't want to do the difficult part because they are afraid of failure. I mean, here in Egypt, most of, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to generalize, but the majority of people I, I, I meet see f- failure as something bad, something negative, something, no, I would not, do, do not want to do it. They have such a fixed mindset that, uh, that they are afraid of taking, you know, uh, the extra step. I always, I always say that if you're in your comfort zone, it's okay. I mean, I have no, nothing against you. Keep yourself in the comfort zone, but you don't know what you're missing. I mean, maybe there's something better than where, where you are. You, you'll never know. I mean, those, who, those people who stay in their jobs for like uh, ever and ever and ever, um, die without knowing maybe there's something better for them, something uh, they can discover. And, and, and this is what I've been trying to help people to realize that if you have a dream, you go after it, no matter, no matter what, no matter how difficult it is. Because there's no, there's, no, no, there's no playbook of uh, easy success, quick wins. People want quick wins. And uh, get and take their their money and run. There's no such thing as quick wins. If you want something, you have to fight for it and and and, and do 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 the hard work. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, um, and look, I'll be honest and say that there is, uh, you know, a lot to desire from that security and that safety of um, a very stable corporate job. I'm not going to deny that. Because, uh, you know, the way we live isn't for everyone. I mean, we started the company young. We didn't have any kind of significant family obligations at the time and so on. So it was easier for us to kind of take that step. Whereas, you know, if you ask me today, if I was working at a corporate today, would I take that step and follow my dreams? Uh, I'm going to think about it not once, not twice, but, you know, thrice and, and several more times as well, because... It's a journey where you have to sacrifice income at the beginning, for sure. You have to sacrifice so much more time and so much more effort and so much more um, just in general, like sleepless nights and anxiety and 
it's a lot to handle you know for <clears throat> sorry for something much bigger um at uh, at the end but you do have to put in i would say twice the effort that you would put and have twice the anxiety that you would have had you like i said known that i'm going to go to work i'm going to you know put in the hours 9 to 5 get my paycheck at the end of the month the company yeah. goes up or down or it's a, it's a profitable year or not profitable year i've got my my stuff and i'm good to go so yeah. um it, it's two ways to look at it right there's no right or wrong answer but but i do encourage people who have the ability to to try something like you said to go for it because the same mindset uh that i had if you have the opportunity to try if you have nothing to lose from trying then why not try yeah uh, that's that's exactly it. that's exactly it. i mean um uh, a, a lot of people come come up to me and you know they they think that uh, we have it you know yourself myself you have a, a company and you work on uh for yourself uh, uh, as a private uh, company and I work uh, as a freelancer almost like a company by myself but they they always desire our way of life and they don't really see that they're 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 luckier like you said they have security they have benefits they, they don't worry, need to worry if the company is is up or down i mean unless of course something massive happens like layoffs or anything but uh, at the end of the day they're they're secure we we have everything to lose everything but yeah. uh, but the only thing that that we have they don't have is passion and and the hunger and and the desire to be something better and uh, and because you know a lot of coaches and a lot of uh, uh, successful people say when you you know what you really want and what you you, you desire You go after it, no matter what the cost is. You know the cost is high, but you're gonna go keep keep going and trying and failing, falling and learning, and you know ups and downs. I mean, a lot of people think. For me, they all think that I'm because I'm a mindful coach, so I'm always you know positive and happy and smiling. And that's not it's not the truth. I mean, I, I have my days, my downs, my ups. Same thing with you, definitely. But it is how we choose to. live our life um so Absolutely. it's it's a choice um i mean for many it's a choice for some it's not but uh, it's a choice and um i mean if you make the right decision and you follow your your passion and for 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 me it's it's very much sports if yeah. if you do follow your passion um i think uh, you're going to get to where you want to go at some point of course of course and uh what well, i wanted to ask you what 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 kind of advice would you give someone young who wants to start his own business today like i said i i would i would say if you have the opportunity to try you know and you you have a passion and you you know what that passion is then try do something different do something that you want to do deep down inside and i mean if 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 it works out it's going to be the best decision you ever made and if you didn't work if it doesn't work out you're going to be able to take that lesson 
you're going to be able to take that experience and repackage it into something else that's going to help you on your journey. And, you know, it's it's something that I can say from experience. I'm, I'm not that old, but it's something that I've seen in, in on my journey many times from from being a part of this company to, to being a part of every event to being to, to coming up with ideas and trying out something new at events or completely new concepts at events. Sometimes it works out and it's, it's wonderful. And when it doesn't work out, you take that life experience, you repackage it and it helps you out in another way. So there's no, um, the fear of trying kills so many amazing, wonderful ideas. And I think that that if you if you move past that barrier of fear of what other people think of someone judging you, if you move past that, what's on the other side is really exciting. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's amazing. So I, I always like to ask my guests uh, this question. I want you to. Uh, what's one word that would describe you, or one phrase that uh, that describes you? Uh, so that's a tough question, Mo. Um, uh, I'm not sure what that would be. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm one of I'm someone who who has a lot of different interests, and I'm not sure one phrase or one word is there. But but I think um, positive is the one that I would like to to attach to myself because it's it's something. I, I always try to, to pride myself on, which is to remain positive and um, practice gratitude because, you know, once you're grateful for, for what you've done and what you can continue to do in the future, I think that puts you in a really uh, special place. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's really amazing and I could really relate to what you're saying. Positivity is, is, is good, especially, especially in your line of, uh, of work because... You have a lot of factors that are not uh, in your hands, uh, and usually, you know, like the number of, uh, of of participants, and if the weather is okay, and uh, and if uh, and if, if everything is is fine logistically, and uh, uh, and everything is is organized well. So, so I'm guessing you have to be a positive person to be able to uh, to to see the good things. Yeah. In, in, yeah. You do. Yeah. So, so here's my my last question to you. What's what's your dream? What's your next step after Trifactory? Well, my dream is to to see the Trifactory truly become global. We're we're proud to organize events at a global standard right here at home, and our dream is to to take that out of Egypt across the region and across the world. And that's our dream, and we're working on it. Uh, as we speak every day, it's been eight years, uh, and um, we're growing. And uh, very soon, inshallah, that's where uh, that's where you'll find us. That's amazing. I, I really, I really uh, hope that you, you do become a a global uh, a, a global movement, uh, something made in Egypt, done by Egyptians, because I believe I believe that we are as uh, as, uh, as people. We're very creative, very smart. We have the right tools, and if we have the right environment, we can do you know amazing things. Uh, I always say that uh, because history tells us that, 
Uh, it's not something I, I'm, I'm telling. It's the, the history and everyone does it. If we want to do something amazing, we can always do it. Yeah. So I, I, really, I really hope and, and, and uh, hopefully I'll join you in the next you know, marathon. Uh, hopefully, we'd love, uh, we'd love to see you there. Uh, uh, hopefully, I, I, I can continue the two kilometers, not, not even the five. But, Whatever distance, I mean, we always say we're for all ages and all abilities, and it would be yeah. wonderful to to have you join us. Thank you, thank you for your time. I mean, it's such it's such an inspiration for someone old, old as me, but you're still an inspiration because I love inspiring stories and I love people who go after their dreams and uh, and 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 uh, re realize it even in in our beautiful country uh, with all the difficulties that we face, uh, you always give me hope that there's always something good uh, to look forward. So thank you for, for being with us. Uh, thank you, Mo. Thank, thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Uh, thank, thank you, everyone, for listening uh, today. Uh, God bless you and uh, be safe. Until next week, uh, be mindful.